Today is February 6th, Thursday, February 6th, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and big news, we are live on Crowdcast right now. Those of you in the exclusive tier who clicked on the link and hit the password, you're here watching me live. It's going to be a big show, lots to talk about. Too bad State of Bree isn't here. I can't remember the stuff they carry out, maybe, maybe you guys do. It's Joe Batanz, oh no, it's this Joe Batanz, right here. Uh, if you if you're watching the video, you can see that I've. Uh Replace the artwork on the wall from the verse video. Right here, you have a very, believe it or not, a very rare poster, very difficult poster to find from the 1970s. Very colorful of uh, magician Doug Henning, Canadian magician Doug Henning. Very difficult poster to find. Uh, and that's that poster right there. I haven't. Here's the funny thing. I haven't had that. I haven't had that poster on a wall in probably about 15 years. So it's nice to put good old Doug. And, you know, maybe I'll tell a Doug Henning story. Let me write this in my notes. I do have a Doug Henning story. <clears throat> uh, maybe I'll tell it today. Uh, right here, it's so funny because these posters were kept in such great condition that uh, it's sometimes hard to tell. But this poster right here, this is from Germain the Wizard. Okay, it's G-E-R-M-A-I-N. And he was a magician, a British magician. Well, he may have been American, I don't know. But he, this poster is from 1900 or 1906, around there. A uh, very old poster. You can tell by the by the fairies. You know, you saw, I don't know if you can see that on here. But uh, there are all these fairies. And then this one right here, ooh, it's right here. This is a Carter the Great poster, an original. Believe it or not, the larger the poster, the cheaper they are. So this is actually a very expensive poster. Not super hard to find. Hard to come by, but not super hard to find. And this is from 1926. And what the text there, because it says Carter the Great, and what the text says is that he sweeps the secrets of the Sphinx and marvels of the tomb of old King Tut to the modern world. So obviously King Tut was a big part of uh, the 20s. And that's, uh, I can tell you stories about all these people. All right. Um, so let's talk about what's happened. Now, I wanted to tell a story. There's a story that was more relevant. There we go. There was a story that was more relevant yesterday, but we'll still tell it today. But we had Lori on yesterday. And we were talking about other things. And uh, yesterday, actor Kirk Douglas passed away at the age of... 103 and i actually believe it or not have a kirk douglas run-in story when i was so there's a brief chapter in joe batanz's life that you should know about when i went to college at uc irvine i was on i was a school newspaper reporter and you've probably heard stories before where i was like a very popular uh humor column guy right 
But before that, I was, no, but also concurrently, was like their main entertainment reporter. What was so funny was uh, we would get invited to celebrity events, but nobody ever wanted to go because they didn't want to drive into L.A. But I was the one who was like, I'd go, I'll go, if I can get to meet this person that person. So in 94, I believe it was, Kirk Douglas came out, I was a freshman in college, Kirk Douglas was in a movie called Greedy with Michael J. Fox. And uh, they had a press junket and everybody, except for, everyone except for Michael J. Fox was at that press junket and I interviewed them. They would put, so the way it worked, they all the press junkets worked differently, but the way this one in particular worked was they grouped reporters together in hotel rooms and then they moved the celebrity or actor from room to room. So I was in the room with like three other uh, college journalists. Okay, there's three of four of us total. And, you know, we're college journalists. And so like everyone's coming in, we're like, oh, that's cool. You know, blah, 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 blah. I I will tell you, there was a person who later turned out to be the coolest. And I'll tell you about that story in a second. He's also dead. But, but, you know, they they said, okay, now we're going to bring in Kirk Douglas to the um into the room and they bring him in and we do the interview and believe it or not i might actually have a recording of this i'd have to go through all my boxes but i actually might have this on a micro cassette and um so i uh so that who's sarah uh sarah's throwing shade she went wow joe is finally in a non-black shirt looking good okay so anyway, um, we're, we get, we had 15, 20 minutes with Kirk Douglas, and we are just like, oh, you know, it's just weird. You're with Hollywood royalty, you know? And I was being, this is why I hope I can find the tape. I was being like smart-assy teenage, col- fresh college freshman Joe Batance who wants to wow Kirk Douglas uh, with all my hilarious jokes, right? And I was, I actually was making him laugh, but... Um, it's time for him to go. And the way the room was set up is the way he would have left would have been behind me. So he gets up to leave. And when he leaves, he takes his hand and he like grabs my shoulder and squeezes it and taps me, you know? And the entire room was like, Oh my God, Kirk Douglas touched you. And I remember I was like, holy fucking shit, Kirk Douglas just grabbed my fucking shoulder like a Hollywood legend just grabbed my shoulder. That was for a kid from who'd never met a movie star or anything. Was very, very um, meaningful. So I'm sad to see that Kirk Douglas passed away at the age of 103. Okay. The, oh, you know what's so funny is who I was, a genuinely big fan of, and I interviewed him that day, and I was doing all these funny things to show what a big fan of was Phil Hartman. I got to interview Phil Hartman, and the same sort of silly story. So I, um, I'm in the room with Phil Hartman, and I, and I fangirl. I full-on, straight-up fangirl, and he's in love with it, right? And we have a good time. So then he leaves, and they bring in other people. Now the day's over, and we're walking out of the hotel room. Um, and as I'm walking out, Phil Hartman is walking by too, and he's talking to somebody and I'm just, I'm going to give him a space, but as I'm walking. He puts his arm around me, like, like a, in a very friendly way. And I was just like, Oh my God, Phil Hartman just put his arm around me. 
And so I was, you know, and then he died soon after that. Um, who wasn't a perv that was famous and born before? No, he wasn't being pervy. It was not in a pervy way. It was in a very fatherly, brotherly kind of way. So uh, R.I.P. Phil Hartman, R.I.P. Kirk Douglas. Um, okay. So oh, since we're talking about celebrity science, we might as well talk about I promised my Doug Henning story, and there's another celebrity involved in the Doug Henning story. So this is in the early years of me being a member of the Magic Castle, and I took a bunch. They had like a, they had a night where like teenagers could go. So I took um, some former students. I'm putting a fan on. Uh, I took some former students uh, to the the play to the Playboy Mansion. I saw that someone in the chat room wrote something. Uh, by the way, remember you can write questions. I see that there's a question there. We will answer the question after this story. So we're at the Magic Castle with these students. They're really cool. And um, as we're just milling around, and there's like a weird basement. As we're milling around in that basement, all of a sudden there's like a weird. It's super quiet down there. And then there's a weird like hubbub of people, and they just go into this private room. And I go to one of the old magicians. I go, what's going on? He goes, Doug Henning just dropped into the Magic Castle, and they brought in these magicians to do a show for him. So I'm like, can we go? And he's like, sure. And so we went in uh, with this like weird private show, and uh, we're sitting in the audience, right? Um, and who's, I want, Sarah's asking good questions. I feel like Sarah knows me. This is really weird. Um, so... I, um, she said who she was. Oh, look, I, I'm doing a show. Um, so anyway, um, oh, she's Yellow Phoenix. Okay. So anyway, I, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, so we go in there. So Doug Henning is sitting right there. I mean, I never met him, but, but then you know who's sitting right next to me and the kids is not out of the closet, Neil Patrick Harris. He's like two seats away from me. And we're all sitting there, but we're also conscious that Neil Patrick Harris is right there. And then all of a sudden, he's sitting with some guy. Neil Patrick Harris takes his hand and puts it on the guy's inner thigh and is, like, caressing it. And we all, like, <gasps> like look at each other. Oh, my God. So we already knew Neil Patrick Harris played for our team before he came out of the closet. Okay, so those are two. Uh, those are three. Joe Batant celebrity uh, encounter stories. They all worked in natural. Does anybody remember? Well, let's ask. There's a question here. Let's answer that question. So the question is from Humble Pie. And the question is, so since when do you own a shirt that's not black? Here's the deal, uh, Humble. That's a very good question. And believe it or not, and this, it, this has to go, this, this speaks to, it's very interesting. This speaks to uh, every fat person's, um, wardrobe i imagine so hold on i'll be right back i'm gonna actually show you i have a, a whole closet full this is not my bedroom but there are actually like old clothes drawers here you know and so i'm going to so clothes that we don't use are in drawers and i have a whole closet full of t-shirts that do not fit me because i'm too fat for them and they are not uh luke asked a question but all he did was just say he wears black that's not a question luke anyway uh i'm gonna show you some of those shirts i'm just gonna grab a handful hold 
Uh, a lot of these stories have it like, so this is a pink shirt, a pink t-shirt. The reason I pulled out this pink t-shirt and Taylor would like this story is it's a plain, it's just a bank, basic plain uh, pink t-shirt. I, this actually might fit me. Um, it's just the only guy to wear a pink t-shirt. The reason I got it was um, I went to a birthday party that um, uh, Parks and Rec star Retta was having. And the rule was you had to wear her favorite color, which was pink. And so I bought a pink t-shirt for that party. There you go. I don't know what this shirt is. This is just a a jersey. Okay. And it's just a, a black. And I didn't even know I had this. It's cute, actually. It says Chicago 89 jersey. This 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 uh, shirt's actually in a ton of pictures that I have. I might start wearing again soon, actually. The brown jersey type shirt. I wear a lot of jerseys when I can fit in them. What is this? Is this a shirt or is this a... Oh. I don't even know what this shirt is. It's a, I don't know. It has all this weird writing on it. Okay. It's a long sleeve. And then there's actually a, a picture of me wearing this shirt where I'm very thin. So, but I think there's a hole in the bottom, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know why I still have it. Oh, yeah. Here it is. There's a little hole right here. The hole's not in the picture when I'm thin wearing it. But um, it's a yellow shirt. This is not a white shirt. It's a yellow shirt. Uh, the other one that was like a cream shirt. I don't know if that comes across in the camera. So Joe Batanz does have non-black shirts. He does have them. All right, I'm going to uh, start answering Luke's stupid question, but it's not, so I'm done. Next, has Joe ever used magic tricks as a way to pick up guys? Okay, so the question is, has Joe ever used magic tricks as a way to pick up guys? Yes, I have used magic tricks as a way. You know, to be honest with you, there is this weird thing, and I've told people about it, where um, <clears throat> when you do magic in high school or junior high, it's super lame. I don't know about college because I never really did magic in college. Not that much. But when I left college and I was in my early 20s and I would go to parties, oh my God, it made me the biggest hit of all the parties because... That's exactly kind. I mean, that's part. I mean, when you're in your 20s, all of a sudden it's super cool. Let's see if we can do a magic trick. Hold on. So I keep all the kind of all a lot of the magic stuff packed away, but some of the more accessible stuff. Uh, I, I love collecting um, old playing cards. So here's one called Black Ghost. Um, not old playing cards, just saying like swanky playing cards. So uh, I actually haven't seen these in a while, but um, that's the look and the and they're um, the black. The back actually looks like this. The one I don't know what that is. So obviously a very new deck. Um, but usually the one you want to see is like the, so they you have these really famous artists who then make the cards. So like this is what the Joker looks like. So the one you always want to look for is the Joker and then the Ace of Spades. And this is what the Ace of Spades in the Black Ghost looks like right here. Okay. So that's Black Ghost. I've never used a deck because it's still in new deck order. Um, let's see here. There's a, a lot of them are black. This one's called Shadow Masters. This one's called Shadow Masters. Let's see. I know this is, for people who are listening to this later, this is really lame. But this is the way Shadow Masters looks. Um, 
So there we go. I know this is, this is the visual medium. I'm going to not focus on I mean, right now. This is not good for the audio podcast. There's a really pretty one called B, Bumblebee. <laughs> like I say, then I immediately um, start showing more cards. Maybe we'll do a day where we um, where we just show playing cards, show different playing cards. Um, there is a trick here. What's so funny about this trick? It's a good trick, but I think a lot of the reason I do it is this. Is, I want to show you guys this. I say, by the way, if you're listening to this, you go it, yeah, as the member of the exclusive tier, you can watch this video. At the archive video at Crowdcast, so you don't have to feel totally left out. The name of the trick is Blue Moon. What I always say, though, in the trick is, and this is purely by chance. I say, uh, yeah, you, you can tell this is not a fixed deck because it has a picture of me on the deck of cards. And it really does. Even no more now, it looks like me. Um, more cards. Let's see if there's a, a trick I could show you. Oh. So, um, there is. I was trying to think of a, a, a trick that visually popped that I could show you. And we also don't have that much time, so let's actually move this down here. I want to see it here. So, all I have... So, I'm going to give you guys the history of the magic wand, Okay. And the magic wand, it, I mean, it's, it's evolved over the years into what it is now, but actually was a real thing in ancient societies because it forced the belief, the belief was that it forced you to see things you couldn't believe. And so often it was like some sort of like bejeweled stick. I don't know if you can see that, you know, that had different colored gems on both sides. But you know what? Why don't we do this? Um, Yaz, why don't you just pick a number... Six gems. Pick a number between one and six, Yaz. It, it's not a wand. This is this is sort of meant to be like a, a precursor to a magic wand. Only one would have worked. Uh, so, uh, can you pick a, a, a... Four. Okay, very good. So we're going to count... I, think this is up, I don't know if this is up to down or not. One, two, three, four. You could have picked any number, okay? But you picked the number four, which it turns out to be red, okay? So often what the shaman, because this is before magicians, the shaman, the shaman, what he would do is he would, and I'm going to try to be as, as clean as possible here, is he would rub the gem and it would appear as if the gem changed into the very color on both sides, by the way, that you chose. Okay. And then all you, so you would think an illusion, you know, is then he would wave it and it would change right back, right into the way it was. The spell would be broken and that would be, Oh, there you go. That's, that's how I got all the guys. Okay. Uh, I don't think there are any more questions there. Uh, so anyway, um, so yeah, you got to see Joe do magic. Look, you got a lot of things here with the exclusive tier. Does anybody remember what the things were that I promised to talk about on Monday? I think I'm about to go back on the... Oh, I will say this. The one of the reasons I'm doing it earlier than I usually do is I'm meeting up with former uh, Afterthought host Shannon at Lori's show at Oino Vino, 
And uh, we're going to meet up there. We're going to see Lori. So Lori, Joe, and Shannon will be together. How do you? So be, we'll talk about this after. But um, yeah. So after this, I'm gonna. That's why I'm wearing my fancy blue shirt. I can't be seen in a black shirt. I'm always in a black shirt. Um, Sarah says magicians were really hot in China about two years ago. But I don't know if the communist government. Is ter- How did that randomly just come up? So. All right. Well, I th- I can already see the little. Oh, uh, the music is playing right here. That's going to do it for this week's episode of um, This Joe Batanz. Uh, we'll see you here tomorrow if you're an exclusive tier. We're going to be doing a crap. Oh, you have to be in the live tier. Ooh, sorry. Watch me and Taylor tomorrow.